We now set our sights on the Virginia Cavaliers for a Friday night matchup. We're beginning our breakdown of NC State's first ACC opponent of the season. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free water bottle with every purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Happy Wednesday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, we're beginning our analysis of the UVA matchup on Friday night. Now remember, this is not a Saturday game. It is on Friday night. First of two back-to-back Friday night games to kick off ACC play for the Wolfpack. We will be up in Charlottesville uh, this Friday. It is our road game, first road test in the ACC portion of the schedule as well. Just a couple things before we start breaking down UVA here. NC State has opened as a nine-point favorite on the road, which is pretty significant. Getting nearly double digits on the road, especially in conference play, is uh, is no small task. But based on Virginia's play so far, probably should be favored by about nine. Um, I want to be as respectful as possible to the Cavaliers. I really do. Uh, This will be tough. That will be a tough ask because – This Virginia team is objectively not good. And by not good, I don't mean like, oh, yeah, they they have their moments and their spots and their guys, but they just overall are struggling. I mean, this team is, um, as the kids would say today, down bad, down tremendous, down horrendous, if you will. Um, this This is a very bad team as a whole. And... We need to prepare the right way and do what needs to be done because I'm not a big betting guy. I'm not betting any money on this game. However, if NC State does not cover, and outright win is not enough here. If NC State does not cover 10 points, some heads need to roll, some questions need to be asked. And I know some people are going to look at me and say, well, Ken, you're asking for a lot of heads to roll and questions to be asked very early in this season. Well, yeah, because I'm talking about VMI and UVA. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely heads should roll if we struggle in this game. And I'm going to tell you exactly why this team isn't good for the rest of this episode and tomorrow's episode where we're looking at their defense. Right. So, I mean, yeah, just echoing you there for a second there, Kenton. This is a game where ultimately, yes, we do want to win the game. You know, we know Coach Jordan's not worried about the spread, but this is a game that we should probably win by double digits because we are far and away the better team within this matchup. Now, UVA so far, they're 0-3 on the season. They've played Tennessee, and that was their first game. Mm, that, that one went about like you expect it probably would. Um, they dropped a home game to James Madison. That was a bit of a shocker. 
James Madison came back and ultimately stole the game in the final quarter. And then uh, Maryland, I believe the two played on last Friday night, uh, if I'm not mistaken. UVA came out punching, uh, but then Maryland ultimately proved that they were the better team. And I kind of feel like that Maryland game against UVA, it's probably going to look a lot like the NC State one this Friday will uh, as well. I think UVA will come out with some fight. Um, you know, they're not going to completely roll over for us despite their struggles that they've endured this season. But I think there will be a point in time you'll see in this game where NC State will just clearly take the take the game over uh, because we are more skilled at nearly every level. But, uh, you know, a couple other storylines for this game. Des Kitchings is the Virginia offensive coordinator. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he was at NC State for quite some time. He was a running backs coach for a while. And then he was co-offensive coordinator. Uh, infamously in 2019. But speaking of the Virginia offense, and I guess the defense a little bit as well, they ranked dead last in the ACC in total offense and total defense. They average about 20 to 21 points on offense. They're giving up about 42 points on defense. So if you're an NC State offense that is still trying to find your footing here, this is an opportunity to take advantage of what you are given and basically put the nail in the coffin here. 1,000%. I could not agree more. This, again, this is not a team that I'm looking at and saying, hey, and this is with all due respect, this is not a team that I'm looking at saying these are serious individuals. And I hate to say that, but that is legitimately what we are looking at here. And we can get into the, the nuts and bolts of it. I love to get into the nuts, nuts and bolts of it because on the surface, it appears that I'm just telling you that an 0-3 team is bad. I want to correct Grayson on something real quick here. Grayson said earlier in the show that they lost a shocker to JMU. The only reason that game was a shocker that they lost it is because they had a 14-point lead at one point in time during that game. JMU was favored by, I want to say, eight points, eight or nine points in that game. No, it was six and a half, six and a half. I'm sorry, they were favored by six and a half. I'm trying to tell you, this is a really, really bad team. And Grayson and I are going to get into just how bad they are coming up here. Yeah, I guess maybe a heartbreaker would have been a more appropriate term. You know, kind of a a parallel to the Notre Dame game that we had. They also had a weather delay in that UVA-James Madison game. And that weather delay proved to give James Madison the momentum uh, to come back and win that game in the fourth quarter. But finishing up some of the storylines here. Of Brennan Armstrong was there at Virginia for quite some time. He's one of their better quarterbacks uh, in their history, so he will be making his return to Charlottesville. But not just him. Our current offensive coordinator in Robert and I and offensive line coach in Garrett 2J will also be returning uh, to UVA where they spent a decent amount of time. Some folks get kind of wrapped up in that playing a role in this game. I'm sure on some level it will be a little bit of an emotional return. They spent a lot of good years uh, up at UVA, but also the tragedy that that football team endured at the end of their season last year. I'm sure it will be a bit of an emotional return, probably heavier feelings than a a prototypical return to a school will be. But, you know, all the storylines aside here, I think it will be business as usual for Armstrong and I and two. Either way you look at this, and and I'm – we're going to get into the X's and O's. I promise you that. I promise you that. This cannot be a game in which we play around, we dilly-dally around, and our starters are having to play deep into the fourth quarter. 
That shouldn't be the case. And I know what I know what y'all are thinking. Kenton, not only are you saying this about an FBS team, you're saying this about an in-conference foe. I know that. I do not say these things lightly. I don't. I do, did I say that, hey, against UConn, you know, that this is a terrible team. And that I constantly reiterated they got better as the year went on. This is the team that got better and better as the year went on. This this is not going to be the UConn team that we saw last year. This is not going to be that 41-10 win that we got last year. I'm telling you, this team, the it's it's bad. It's bad in Charlottesville right now, and we can't make things good over there for them. Yeah, you know, you kind of beat me to the – I think a certain sentiment here is that it is it is a little bit similar to UConn. We are the better team. It's on the road. We should still go and take care of business. But if you play around and if you, if you let Virginia stay in this game for long enough, they can more than likely string together an effort that could beat us. And that would be a doomsday scenario for Dave Dorn and the Wolfpack here. So – Yes, we have to go up there, much like UConn, take care of business, play NC State brand of football, and the rest will kind of take care of itself, I'd have to imagine. In just a moment, we'll be touching on the UVA quarterback situation as well as how they've fared through the air after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor today is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as the Lululemon fit, but it's just simply way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. They fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a much slimmer fit. Bird Dogs also uses an anti-stink wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. They're functional for any occasion, golf, date night, evening workouts, at the pool, lounging, at work, you name it, Bird Dogs has you covered. So go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockedOnCollege at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Live every Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can. This includes insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, especially because our very own Kenton Gibbs is a part of the national panel. So be sure to check that out every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Now, touching on this UVA quarterback situation, of course, they've been having to play two different quarterbacks. Uh, They're opening, I guess, their starting quarterback, was Tony Musket. He went down to injury in their opener against Tennessee. So carrying the water for Virginia since then has been freshman. I believe he's true freshman, Anthony Calandria. Now, most of the country was kind of introduced to Anthony this past Friday as he had a, a couple solid drives there to start out the game against Maryland before things sort of fell apart for the Cavaliers. But I think it's an interesting conversation here because 
Musket could return from injury to play NC State, or we could get more of Calandria, who not necessarily has been a hot hand, but potentially brings more to the table than Tony Musket does. These two quarterbacks bring very different things. Musket, your traditional drop back passer. And I said this, I, I believe I said this yesterday, or I may have said this on Locked on ACC and not here. Their situation mirrors NC State's in a lot of ways. You've got an older guy who transferred in, who is supposed to be the guy. You've got a younger guy that by the eye test and, you know, by multiple people's feelings is probably the better of the two, has the higher ceiling of the two. But he's young and he's making mistakes. He's shown he's made a ton of mistakes. And and I'm talking about Anthony Calandria here. That shows his youth a little bit. With Musket, he's going to play safe. He's going to keep the ball out of harm's way. But this isn't the type of offense that you can get away with that on. You don't have the type of talent on the outside to say, hey, I'm going to lean on my guys on the outside, and they're going to win this game for me. Malik Washington, Malachi Fields, J.R. Wilson, those guys are going to win this ball game for me because they're not. With, with all due respect to all of those guys, they're not those types of guys. That's just me being as generous as I can be um, in terms of who they are as players. So with that in mind, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at this quarterback situation and saying, sometimes you have to prepare for two different quarterbacks because this one likes to do this, that one likes to do that. I would say at most know that Calandria is the runner, Musket is the pocket passer, but I wouldn't say that there needs to be any additional preparation thrown in for either one of these guys. Yeah, I I don't really feel like either one of them poses a great threat and really not so much one over the other uh, as well. But an interesting conversation for who Virginia features on the outside in their wide receiver group. NC State, of course, is hoping to get Aiden White back in the rotation this week. And I mean, when you have an Aiden White on one side, Shaheen Battle on the other side, I... How bad can their quarterback situation really hurt us, I guess, is the question. I have all the confidence in the world that our secondary will be able to keep everything under control. Now, of course, the chunk plays have continued to plague us, so that will be uh, something to keep on the bulletin board. But, you know, I, I, I don't fear their quarterback situation. I don't fear their wide receiving situation. But it will come down to, I, I guess, a lot of the eye discipline that coach Dorn has talked about these last couple weeks, nailing the assignments, correcting the coverage, limiting any to all chunk play, and also creating turnovers, much like we spoke about yesterday. Turnovers, of course, Calandria has already thrown four interceptions, small sample size, sure. But as a true freshman, it will be kind of imperative to force him into those bad decisions because he's shown that he will commit them uh, when he's forced into them. Yes, and not only that, I know some people are going to look at this episode and say, why didn't you mention the tight ends? There have been three games, three games so far this season, right? I want I want you to take a wild guess on how many receptions and yards the tight ends have. I'm going to give you five seconds here. All right, if you guessed one for four yards, you're the winner. Mm. That's it. Through the first three games, one reception for four yards out of the entire tight end room. So I'm trying to tell you as gently as I can, this team 
There is not a single area that I look at them and say they're super good here. However, there are certain niche things that they're there's there's two really good things that they do offensively that are kind of situational, very or not offensively. Two things they do well as a team that are very situational, but when they do it, they do it extremely well. And we'll get to one of those in the second segment. So I can I'm sure you all can guess where that uh where that area is coming from. In just a minute here, we're going to be touching on the UVA offensive line as far as their running back situation and their run game after another quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor for today is Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping you have access to medication in the middle of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. It's simple, and they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using code Locked On at checkout. That's jacemedical.com, J-A- S-E-M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com using the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All right, finishing up this Wednesday episode here, we're going to be talking about the Virginia offensive line and their run game thus far. Now, respectfully, we don't have much good news if you're a Virginia fan <laughs> tuning into yeah. this portion here. Yeah. Virginia has gotten nearly nothing going on the ground so far this year. They're averaging about 1.9 yards a carry. But in addition to not being able to get any push in the run game, they've also given up 10 sacks. So even in pass protection, they have struggled mightily. And this, of course, is a a major point of contention here because this feels like a massive advantage for NC State. If our defensive line can repeatedly break through and pressure Calandria or Musket, whoever it may be. And, you know, of course, also bust up whatever they're trying to do on the ground. We can easily take control of this game and dominate. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't, it hurts to say this, but this is a team that allowed four sacks against uh, James Madison. Even if you think that Tennessee's defensive line is on a whole nother level than ours and Maryland's defensive line is on a whole nother level than ours, which I wholeheartedly agree, disagree with, this is a team that has shown their tackles have some of the slowest feet I have seen in quite some time. Combine that with god-awful technique and you get what you get. Combine that with a true freshman back there who is – he knows that he has to be Superman for this team to win games. And so he goes out there and tries to be Superman. You get what you get. But I want to put in context how bad that 1.9 yards per game on the ground is for a second here, okay? So 1.9 yards per carry is how many they're um, averaging. If you double that, if you double that and they go up to 3.8, they only move up one spot. They and Virginia Tech flip-flop. That's it. I am telling you, this offensive line has struggled mightily. These backs have struggled mightily. However, this is my one chance to where if somebody said, Kenton, say something nice about the team. 
Here are the things that this offense is good at. Number one, Tony Elliott is an offensive coordinator at heart. His script is good. When he comes out with those first 10 plays, you got to be ready because his script is not a joke. But even beyond that, when these running backs get into the open field, all of them are fairly shifty, fairly good at breaking tackles. All of them. Kobe Pace, Clemson transfer. You got the former walk-on in Paris who had that young man has been through a lot in terms of, of, you know, coming from walk-on status and and working his way up the uh, depth chart in terms of Paris Jones being a guy who, you know, is now seeing a lot of touches. And Mike Hollins, one of the survivors of last year's um, shooting at at UVA. That, That is a group, again, all of them short, stop, when you get them in open field. If we have plays like we did, and I hear me and hear me well, if we lose this game, we will look at this as the reason. We were not gap disciplined, and we allowed these guys to get major, to, I mean, blow us out the water in terms of there were holes and those backs were able to get to the second and third level untouched because that's where those backs are at their best. If you tell those backs create something out of nothing, they are not able to do that. They are not able to do that as a whole. But if you're saying, hey, we'll give you a clear run to the second level, can you break one tackle for us? Can you do something for me? Absolutely. Absolutely they can. So, you know, that and obviously Calandria turning into a superstar, he shows – at his best, at his highest clip, he can make most of the throws. He has wheels. He can do a lot. Uh, but if we allow these running backs to kind of go untouched like we did with Rosas and estimated times, it'll be a long day. It'll be a long Friday evening. Right. It, it would essentially take a very embarrassing effort uh, to be beaten here on the ground by Virginia. And also, you know, not being able to get any push against the Virginia offensive line. They have not shown the ability to be able to stop any of the three teams they've played so far. And I would probably put NC State ahead of two of those teams, maybe not Tennessee, but James Madison and Maryland, I would take NC State's pass rush run defense any day over those two. So I'll take our I'll take our pass rush over both. Our run defense over James Madison, not exactly sure. James Madison are Fun fact about James Madison from last year. The only team to stop the run better than them was some team called the Bulldogs out of Athens, Georgia. So, oh. yeah, they they are some animals against the run. Now, against the pass, I'll get you that one. I'll get you that one for sure. Yeah. And then kind of in addition to what we spoke on yesterday, this feels like a perfect game to turn defense into offense. Creating yep. turnovers yep. creates massive opportunities to get this offense rolling against a Virginia defense that has also struggled. Uh, so far in three games. So point being, just on a surface level here, we should be able to take control of this game and put it away at a fairly decent rate here. Absolutely. And one thing that I will say, we talked about the receivers and the quarterbacks in the first half of this thing. One thing I will say, I know for a fact UVA has not seen that we have yet, is corners as good as ours in terms of if we are locking on man on one for one saying, hey, you go get him, stick with him. They haven't seen what we can bring in that regard. Absolutely. Well, that will do it for us here on this Wednesday episode. Be sure to check back in with us tomorrow as we go a little bit deeper in depth and diagnosing what exactly Virginia will bring to the table on Friday night. Until then, make sure to drop a like, drop your comments in the comment box so you could potentially be featured on Fan Friday. Of course, we do this every Friday. 
And then as always, make sure you're mashing that subscribe button uh, and telling a friend to tell a friend to hit that subscribe button uh, as well. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.